0: I only got one more bet. This okay. this one ends in 12 minutes of game time, and then that's it for the day. And I already won my first one, so we're doing good today, guys. Nice. And all I got to do is sell two more t-shirts, <laughs> and I can finally get my house. Make this, make this week's quota. <laughs> They've been driving me hard. They keep saying, Ian, we're going to shut down your store if you don't sell any more shirts. <laughs> Wait, Brian has a store. You ripped me off, Brian. I posted it in the Discord. I fucking you showed this? you that thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a competitor now. Damn, I can't appear on this podcast
1: now. <laughs> I oh, put man. yours in there too. Conflicts <laughs> with my business enterprise interests.
0: Oh, this was how I was gonna buy a home, Brian. <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to the continuation of our 200th episode. I'm your host, Brian Labek. Joining me for this episode was Andy Stolls, Josh George, Mike Bradley, and Ian Leitick. Uh, I'm here to just give you a bit of an intro before we dive into part two. So if you are just jumping into this episode, I would highly recommend that you check out the previous episode, which is part one of our superhero movies that could have been 200th episode, which was broadcast live on Twitch when we recorded uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, if you'd like to go watch the broadcast, go to twitchtv Bryguy to find my page. Uh, the episode should still be up there. It's probably it might be buried in some of the other uh, streams that I've done, uh, playing some games and whatnot. But it is there, I promise you. Uh, at least for for now, I think it holds for for a month or two. Uh, so if you're if you're catching this episode, listening to this way later, then it might not be available anymore. But uh, for if you Catch it close enough, you should be able to find us and, and watch the broadcast. Uh, I've got the link up on our Facebook and Twitter pages, so if you follow any of us, follow us on either of those places, uh, you should be able to find the link to my Twitch page and you know dig around to, to find the video. Uh, I split the episode in two parts, just hoping to give people a little bit of time to digest since we're recorded for just about four hours. Uh, I think I part one I clipped a little over two hours, and part two, so this episode clocks in. I don't know maybe around an hour and a half hour 45 minutes so there there was a lot in there uh, and again I'll take this opportunity once again to say thank you to everyone who's kept up with the show interacted with us on social media uh, tuned in for our first live broadcast on Twitch even if this is the first time you're checking us out thank you very much for just giving us a chance and uh, I don't know give you know checking us out caring what we say I guess uh, I'll try to keep this into a shorter intro than the one I did for the last episode, so I'm going to try to wrap up here. Uh, when I toss it over to the recorded section, uh, what we did before, just a reminder that the topic for this episode was superhero movies that could have been. Uh, I was giving these guys details on movies that never happened, and we talked about if they actually would have been any good or not, depending on you know what was involved with these movies. Uh, so I think that's enough setup. Uh, enjoy part two of our 200th episode um all right so next one so following the disaster that was batman and robin uh warner brothers shelving batman versus superman in favor of a superman movie and warner brothers didn't know what to do with the batman franchise uh they knew it could make money they weren't sure how to get people interested in the brand again so during this time they begin working on a few different directions for batman before landing on christopher nolan's batman begins So one of the proposed movies was an adaptation of Frank Miller's Batman Year One. Apparently Batman Forever and Batman and Robin director Joel Schumacher pitched Warner Brothers the idea, adapting the story for the big screen, and then Warner Brothers pushed Schumacher out of the picture and began looking for another director. Uh, Someone was hired for this. I don't know if they got past the script phase, uh, but can anyone tell me who the director was in the early 2000s to direct Batman Year One? Zack Snyder no
1: (laughs) george miller
2: no we'll get to george
1: figured we would yeah but i thought maybe tagged onto this before going to that other one um Um, oh uh, this is is it Raimi? nope no shit
3: it's another one i know i've heard a bit about and it's like Ringing bells, but I don't know which bells are. He
1: directed, getting rung. Requiem for a Whoa, Dream. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, uh, Aronofsky. Aronofsky.
3: Aronofsky. Yes. Yeah. That. Okay. So the the other person I had connected to it, I'm sure you're going to mention. Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah.
4: So
3: ahead. I
2: was going to say I'm not sure if it seems obvious, but Aaron, Aronofsky has a co-writer for this film also. So Mike, this might be where you're coming in. What do you know the co-writer is for Batman Year One?
3: Joss Whedon. No. Just Whedon was connected to this.
2: I, I didn't see What's his mean? name whenever I found the research, unless I missed it somewhere.
3: Oh, I that's the only other, that's the only two names I had connected to it was Aronofsky and Whedon in my head. I don't remember details. All right, don't think too hard. It's adapting
2: Batman Year One. Miller, yes. Oh well,
4: okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so <they're, laughs> that, they 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 used Frank Miller's
2: answer. comic. They brought Frank Miller in to co-write the movie. Um, so. Aronofsky had said in interviews that uh, they would have been starting completely new with Batman, essentially throwing out the established mythos and starting over. The idea was to, quote, infuse the Batman movie with a dose of reality, end quote. Uh, he goes on to say that we tried to ask the internal question, what does it take for a real man to put on tights and fight crime? So in this version, Bruce Wayne would not be a billionaire. Following the deaths of his parents, he would have lost his fortune and become homeless. Uh, he would have been then taken in by an African American mechanic and former Vietnam War vet called Big Al. Uh,
3: Bruce would learn. Oh, I thought they were just gonna go with Lucius Fox yeah. and some other, just change the character.
2: Uh, Bruce would learn to fight by reading and researching. The Batcave would have been under, wouldn't have been under Wayne Manor, but instead would have been in an abandoned subway station. Uh, since Bruce grew up in a repair garage, the Batmobile would have been a tricked-out Lincoln Continental with blacked-out windows and bus engines under the hood. Uh Selena Kyle was in the story, Bus that's engines? what it said. Selena Kyle was in the story as an African-American prostitute named the Mistress Selena before she becomes Catwoman. That never seen speed. Uh any idea who Aronofsky wanted to cast as Bruce Wayne and Batman? Jared Leto. No, but that's a a good homeless
0: guess. Batman.
3: Homeless Batman.
2: He has Danny recently DeVito. taken a turn in the DC universe.
3: What year was this?
2: This would um, have been, I don't know, following Batman and Robin, so somewhere late late 90s, late 90s 2000s. early 2000s.
3: Ben Affleck? No. Well, I mean it's just a guess with late 90s early 2000s. The actor recently to took with. a
5: turn in the DC universe. Yes.
3: Homeless Heath Ledger? No. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that works. So,
2: out of that description for the setup for Batman, possibly Joaquin Phoenix playing Batman, what do you think? Aronofsky behind the camera.
0: It's money.
1: Not, not as much with all those changes that they said. Like it, in the...
5: yeah, I don't mind. I'm with Josh. I don't mind the director and the actor, but the story just sounds awful. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think like the, the it's still like. I guess Bruce Wayne doesn't have to be rich. Like you could, you could spin it so that he's creative enough to work with what he has in a mechanic shop to make the equipment and vehicles necessary to be Batman.
1: It's, it's not, there's other resources
3: that
2: Batman has
3: that make what he, maybe he works up to that. This is year one starting off. What does he have available to him? No, but I'm saying like, there's just innate resources that a billionaire has is what I'm saying. Like it's, it's things like access to like a medical facility to heal himself after all these fights he gets into where he inevitably gets injured. See, I like feel having like a be... shell
0: company by 10,000 bat ears. Yeah,
3: but that would be part of the fun yeah. of the story. How does he adapt to this scenario?
2: I think that builds the character of Batman and Bruce Wayne up. Wait, you don't just become a billionaire. though. I'm just not, I'm not even saying he's going to be a billionaire. I'm just saying, as he is right now, struggling to survive, taken under the wing by a mechanic, that person becomes okay. Batman. Money aside, like he he makes it work and figures it out. It's probably a very crude Batsuit. The gadgets are probably very crude. The Batmobile sounds very crude. It's not going to be pretty, but you could still it's work. Another
1: one of the, it's another one of those stories that sounds like you could make it and not call it Batman. Yes, true. It could potentially be interesting and be a character study on psychology. And yes, if you're answering the question, like you said at the beginning, what would it take for someone to do this? What would they have had to go on th- ha- have had to go through all those things? Fine, could be interesting. Don't call it Batman. It sounds
3: like they kind of did do this, but from a different angle when they made Joker. Which, yeah,
2: maybe could be.
1: What would it take for someone to snap? Yeah.
3: To yeah, to become of, the Joker. Yeah. What does it? What does well, that take? Well, it's take? funny that they so use t- the same guy. Then. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what. That's why I'm like. It sounds like they did that, just kind of like Taxi Driver.
0: Record.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's kind of what the Joker what or Joker was, anyways. Well, I mean, same idea. So, Ian, what do you think of this film?
0: Like it? It sounds amazing. I'd love it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think we need a better director in there, but you know, I I mean, if we if this means I have a ten percent chance of a Joaquin Phoenix ass ass seeing him I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, say that slower. Joaquin Phoenix ass to ass. Okay, <laughs> ass, to ass. That's
3: what I thought you said. Okay.
1: Uh, I have to try to like not immediately. I, for some reason, when I hear Joaquin, I always think of the Gladiator, and yeah. that physical image, especially of his face and the dark hair, wouldn't work in my mind for a Bruce Wayne or or anything. But I know there's plenty of other roles he's done that I, probably a, a bit more gruff, scruffier. um uh, definitely not as polished, not as sleek looking that would help fit the bill. So I I don't know if I would do that now, but if that movie had gotten made in 2000, potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um so what happened? So the
2: movie basically fell apart over creative differences. Uh Aronofsky and Warner Brothers had different ideas for the movie. Aronofsky was quoted as saying the studio wanted Freddie Prince Jr. and I wanted Joaquin Phoenix.
3: I remember thinking, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, for fuck's sake, Freddie Prince! That would have been a train wreck. At the time, that's the height of Freddie Prince. Yeah, but as a homeless Batman, not even just as Batman. We're talking about a homeless Batman. I like Freddie Prince Jr. The dude's one like he killed it with Star Wars Rebels, and it, like he was decent. Every, but he's not fucking Batman. Not even a homeless like homeless Batman, even less.
2: Well, that's why the studio makes these decisions. They just pick a hot name and say that that'll work.
3: You're not wrong. I'm, it just pisses me off because
0: it's so bad.
2: So he started to see that and he said, Oh, oh we're making two different movies here. And then he left. Yeah. Uh,
0: we were making two different movies. On top of
2: that, <laughs> on top of the studio and Aronofsky having different versions of the movie, uh, apparently Aronofsky and Frank Miller differed on their approaches to the character also. Frank Miller was trying to rein in Aronofsky, who continued to take the script and characters into darker territories. And if Frank Miller is telling you to dial it back, (laughs) that might be a red flag that things are going off the rails. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Also, what I found interesting is that Aronofsky has said to use Death Witch, The French Connection, and Taxi Driver as inspiration for this film. And we literally just talked about those movies being inspiration for Matt Reeves' version of the Batman. So this could be similar in tone. Maybe not as dark as what Aronofsky wanted. Uh, but it does seem like it's leaning that way. Um, Another thing that I found when checking this out, Aronofsky initially pitched uh, a Batman movie taking inspiration from The Dark Knight Returns, which would have seen an older, grizzled Bruce Wayne. Um, Any idea who Aronofsky wanted for the role of an old, grizzled Bruce Wayne Batman? Gary Oldman. No.
1: (laughs) Charlton Heston.
0: No.
3: Old, grizzled... In the early two thousands,
5: Banderas. No, Powers Booth. No, John Wilkes Booth. I mean, if he's going, <laughs> if he was going
3: with something that would be really good, Liam Neeson. No, but oh. Sean Connery. No, Sean Penn. No, Pierce Brosnan. No. We're just going with Bond now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harrison Ford. No. Oh, good one!
2: Oh, Sean, Sam Elliott's a good Walken. guess, but no.
1: Ooh, mm. give me that.
3: Yeah, I would watch him as fucking Batman in his old age. That would be Jeff awesome. Jeff Goldblum.
1: No,
2: <laughs> not not Adam West. Chris, <laughs> uh, your hint is get off my lawn.
3: Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Yes. Holy shit! Should have got that. Yeah, I'd, I mean he's old. I don't know. Record. I don't buy that one as much.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of digging the Sam Elliott choice.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: um, I could see if there was never a time where you wanted me to believe and like actually put on screen Clint Eastwood in the suit or like the other side of Bruce Wayne being the visible socialite, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just supposed to believe that, look, 40 years ago, he was that guy. Yeah, I could buy that.
2: So that was, you know, that was just an idea they pitched that that never got past anything. It morphed into the Year 1 idea from there. Um so another Batman property that Warner Brothers was considering turning into a movie following the failure of Batman and Robin. So they had two coinciding at the time. Batman Year 1 and this one, Batman Beyond. Anybody watch the cartoon growing
3: up?
0: Yes. Yeah, a little bit, yeah.
3: I I love that I mean, cartoon. It's that cartoon. been a long time, but that yes. cartoon was awesome. Um, oh hell yeah! I've not rewatched it anytime.
0: Cartoon slaps.
2: I mean, the so the for anyone unfamiliar, the basis of the cartoon were that in the future, Bruce Wayne gets too old to be Batman, so eventually he takes up a student, Terry McGinnis, who wore a futuristic Batman suit and took over for Batman. Uh, cartoon was made by the same producers for the Batman animated series from the '90s: Paul Dini, Alan Burnett, uh, Bruce Timm. Uh, Warner Brothers brought in Paul Dini and Alan Burnett to write a script for the film optation with Bose Yakin to direct, who apparently was the director of Remember the Titans. Solid
0: movie. Fuck yeah, I'm all in.
2: Uh, So Paul Dini went on to say that the film would have been a futuristic, but not as fantastically futuristic as the show. Uh, It would have been a combination of things. He described it as a little bit of the Dark Knight, like the Frank Miller comic... And a little bit of the contemporary comics and Terry in the suit. Um, hmm. After Deanie and Burnett turned in their script, nothing happened until eventually the idea just faded away and Batman Begins never happened. It's still sitting on a shelf somewhere. So Batman Beyond. Or yeah, sorry, Batman Batman Beyond. Um so this this would have taken the place of Batman Begins instead, but eventually we got sort of a, a combination of Aronofsky's version of year one that Christopher Nolan did and that became Batman Begins and we got the trilogy and so on and so forth so as far as a Batman Beyond movie like there's no other than the director director of Remember the Titans there's no cast Um, it would have seemingly involved the creators of the animated series which I think is a good sign Um, but there's not a lot to go on there so I don't know what you would have thought of a Batman Beyond movie
3: I'd still Still like to see one someday yeah
2: Yeah, I'm holding on hope it comes around at some point. I mean, we're getting to the point where we could have Christian Bale back or Michael Keaton back or someone. Oh,
5: Michael Keaton would be so awesome. And they
2: could just, you know, a a past Batman could be who they are today an older Bruce Wayne and just play the role as the man in the chair.
3: Val Kilmer comes back to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still watch it. That's what I want to see. I'd watch it. Hell yeah. I mean, honestly, just being the man in the chair, yeah, I would fucking watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Like.
2: Um, anything else to add for this one? I know there's not a lot to go on for this one. Nothing? Alright. Go on to the next one. So this next one's, I think, a little bit meaty.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Get ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, February of 2006, Warner Brothers begins working on the sequel to Batman Begins and a sequel to Superman Returns. Uh, Batman Begins had just released June of 2005 to good but not great box office. It had enough positive word of mouth to warrant a sequel. Superman Returns, on the other hand, wasn't due to release for a few months, and Warner Brothers started planning a sequel, assuming the movie wouldn't crash and burn at the box office. Cut.
4: Okay.
2: Cut to June of 20, 2006. Superman Returns doesn't do well. Worldwide total of $391 million on a budget of $270 million. Uh, That's <laughs> great. Cut to February 2007. Warner Brothers hires a husband and wife writing duo. Kieran and Michelle... Uh, Maroney to write a Justice League movie. Uh, this seemed to be something that Warner Brothers wanted to work on because their focus still seemed to be, or sorry, something they didn't want to work on uh, because their focus was still on individual heroes. So, But even after the lackluster box office of Superman Returns, a sequel was still expected to start production in mid-2007. However, in March of the same year, Brian Singer leaves the project to make Valkyrie, which... Looking back at Brian Singer's like director like history, it makes a lot more sense all the shit that you hear about of him now, why he's like suddenly leaving projects all the time and like not sure where to go. He seems like a shady fucking guy. <laughs> he leaves fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he must have been tapped to write a Superman Returns sequel and do that. They were ready to go ahead with that, and he just leaves to make Valkyrie. So at that point, Warner Brothers begins second guessing their scripts, their budgets, everything. So the sequel to Superman Returns never happens. So without a Superman movie, Warner Brothers suddenly had a gap in their release schedule in the summer of 2009. With a writer's strike looming and a script already written for a Justice League movie, uh, they wanted to use that and fill the void. So in September of 2007, after a recent box office success for the studio, Warner Brothers hires Mad Max director George Miller to direct the Justice League movie, which eventually became Justice League Mortal. Uh... Just a little bit of fun trivia. Can anyone tell me the movie George Miller directed in 2006 for Warner Brothers that seems to have won him the job to direct Justice League? Because it's not something I would have been like, oh yeah, he
1: did that. I, I as soon as you tell me, I'm gonna rem- remember it. But if if it's one I'm thinking of, or that I think I'm thinking of, it is like not even an action movie. Correct. It's not like it's not something that you would see like, oh yeah, that's. The it's next logical step. animated. Oh. Over the hedge.
3: No. No, 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 no. It's, um, The Penguins.
2: Yes. Happy Feet? Happy Feet. Yes. George Miller it. directed Happy Feet. Which still kind of blows my mind.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like, the guy, Mad Max and Happy yeah, Feet.
2: Yeah, that's very different. <laughs> they go together so well. Polar opposites there. Um. So as I was researching this one, because there's a there's a good bit of information on this movie. Also, uh, there's a few articles that pointed to uh, another director that was apparently the first choice to direct this movie. It was not George Miller. Can anyone tell me who the first? Zack Snyder. No. <laughs> this is probably another name that I would not immediately Josh pick Whedon. to be like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Uh, Mike, did you for have a guess? another director? Adam McKay. No. But that's actually sort of that's a better line of thought, I think.
0: Robert Rodriguez. No. Ooh.
2: Mike, I would watch did you that, have a guess? Though. I thought you yeah. said did you say name earlier?
3: No, okay. I didn't actually say a name, sorry.
5: Uh Andy, any guesses? No, no, nothing off the cuff, no. Striking out. You want me to give it to you? Jeff Tremaine. No.
2: <laughs> <Jeff
3: Jermaine. laughs> we got steve-o as the joker i'd watch it like hell yeah he directed like a it,
0: fireworks Juno. up his ass
1: oh uh reitman yes
2: jason reitman was apparently the studio's first choice oh, okay. to direct the justice league movie
1: huh hmm.
3: interesting that's a choice <laughs> yeah So the uh, the, Yeah, I don't know if he's a good choice for that. The the
2: script was said to be an adaptation of the Justice League of America Tower of Babel story arc. So for anyone that watches the DC animated films, Justice League Doom is also an adaptation of that story, which centers around Batman having data on the rest of the Justice League members and their weaknesses, should he ever have to put them down if they went rogue. So in this story are the villains Maxwell Lord and Talia al Ghul, who get access to those files and begin picking off the Justice League one by one. Um, and if the summary I read is credible, there's a lot of, like, nanotechnology at play with some mind control. Uh, so that's correct. So the, the second half of the story sort of has Superman mind controlled by Max, Maxwell Lord. Uh, the Justice League have to free him by killing Maxwell Lord. But then Lord somehow inhabits the body of Barry Allen after that. Uh, and then Barry has to sacrifice himself to finally finish off Maxwell Lord.
0: Of course. Yeah. Barry's a sacrifice kind of guy. Yeah. So oh, he has to run into the sun, I get it.
2: Yeah, and the, the the story does set up like Wally West is in the story. So when Barry dies, Wally picks up the mantle of the Flash, and you still have a Flash as part of the Justice League. Um, of course. So as far as the story is concerned, what do you guys think of the story? Okay, or do you want to hear some yeah, actors I mean, first before we start thinking about probably, what this movie probably could be.
1: good enough?
0: I mean, I'd I mean, like it. it... I really enjoy like the Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe stuff, and you know, this kind of has that like feel to it. So I think I'd enjoy that. But I'm wondering like which Justice League... like would they just kill off the like ones no one really cares about that don't have obvious like stand-in Hawkman. replacements? Yeah, like <laughs> Hawkman.
2: I mean, I don't think anybody dies. The only casualty I think is is Barry.
0: Oh, so they start hunting them down, but they don't manage to finish they, any of well, them yeah, off. Well,
2: yeah, they they all get you know, attacked and somehow wounded, like to the point where they can't function and do hero things, but they all somehow save each other still.
0: Oh, thank God. That would be, that'd be terrible. If one of them were to die (laughs) and the stakes were raised, (laughs) it'd be just awful.
3: If they had just inserted Hawkman into the script so they could off somebody, (laughs) put a big name character as Hawkman, like a big name actor as Hawkman and off them and it would work. Uh, so Warner Brothers apparently I like Doom though so yes I'd, I'd watch Warner Brothers
2: gave Miller 220 million dollars for this movie script wow. was in place it was set to shoot in Australia where the production would receive a major tax break for shooting there at this time most of the major roles were already cast Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Martian Manhunter were already cast can anyone tell me who
3: had those roles so I I I remember two names that are attached to this, but I don't know in what roles they are. Okay. One is Common.
2: Yes. He comes a little bit later, so he's not one of the names I just mentioned, but he is in the movie. He did get cast.
3: Okay. And the other is Jay Baruchel. Yes. Because I'm a big As fan. I like he's Jay He's another
2: one that actually got cast a little bit later than this crew, so he's not in this batch. So save okay. your picks. They're going to come up yeah. later. Uh, okay.
1: Army Hammer was Batman. Yes. Um, oh, Frick, the kid oh, wait, from.
3: I do remember Army Hammer getting mentioned because, like, he looks the role so well, but he can't fucking act his way out of a fucking paper bag. Oh, I know
1: who Barry Allen was. What the hell is his name? From the OC. From the OC, yes.
3: <laughs> it doesn't matter what character from the OC it is, it's bad. Uh, it's bad. Adam choice. Brody.
2: Yes. Flash was yeah. Adam Brody, Batman, Army Hammer. So we still have Superman, Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter at this point.
0: Was... David Arquette. No. <laughs> Damn it.
1: Was uh, was Wonder Woman? Adrian Pilecki even at this point?
2: She was cast for the Wonder Woman TV show.
1: Right. Okay. So someone
2: so it wasn't the movie. Kira Knightley. No.
1: Kira Knightley.
2: Natalie Portman. No. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna guess one, I'd actually be surprised if you guys can get any because they're not like well-known actor names.
1: Or, 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 I Max actually Slandia. think the person that
2: they cast as Wonder Woman hadn't really
3: acted at all. Wait, hold on. Now, there's another name that's coming to me. Okay. And I just watched a movie with this girl in it. What the fuck was the movie I just watched? And that's why it's coming to me.
1: So she hadn't... Um, it it
3: was with Jay Baruchel, too. It was uh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um, Teresa Palmer.
2: Well. Yeah, you, know, you know what? One name I I fucking forgot to put on here, and now I'm second guessing if she was in the movie. Uh, was the the Talia Al Ghul role? Somebody was cast for her, and I somehow don't have it on my outline, so I can't remember who she was. So you you Jack, might be right, because
3: the name kind of sounds familiar, but I don't remember. I just I just watched like because it, like it's one of those things like we talked about this topic, so I looked up some shit. You know what I mean? And then I just recently watched The Sorcerer's Apprentice again because it's on. I think Stars has The Sorcerer's Apprentice right now. Okay,
0: no free plugs.
3: <laughs> yeah, no free plugs. Sorry, Stars, you owe me five cents. Um,
0: well, think a little highly of yourself. I don't. It's At least a nickel. <laughs> All
2: right. Any other guesses for for Superman, <laughs> Wonder Woman,
0: Chat, Hook, hook Marshall Manhunter? With this, look it up. BB King
1: was. Was Common not Martian Manhunter? No. Oh. No, I know
3: who Common was supposed to be.
2: Who do you, Who was who was Common? We'll just get out of the way.
3: Green Lantern. Yes.
1: Oh, I don't know okay. who the
3: hell Jay Baruchel was supposed to be.
0: Red Man. But <laughs> no.
1: I feel like I've heard that as well. If he's wait, wait, was he not Wally West? Um. Not, who? Not. not no, oh, I did Jay Google Beherty it, Mike. Show. You're
2: right. Teresa Palmer as Talia Al wow. No
3: shit. I, I connected the two because I was watching Sorcerer's Apprentice and I thought, oh shit, they did this together too.
1: Yeah. And yeah. The Adam. Oh, the Adam. Wait, what? Is the Adam in the movie? No, J. J. No. Uh, Is we'll, we'll
2: get to we'll get to we'll of? get to Jay okay the, the the there's two other characters that get cast a little bit later Jay is one of them who's the other and there's a there's or well what's the other character Aquaman all right so we'll just throw it out there so green Lantern's another one that comes later that's common Mike got that one Aquaman gets cast later and Maxwell Lord gets cast later
3: so Jay's either Aquaman or Maxwell Lord
2: yeah out of those two which one do you think he is Aquaman <laughs> if they put him in the
1: like the classic bad-looking type of outfit, yeah,
3: I'd say Aquaman. But but he's not blonde, I can't
2: tell if you guys are joking or not.
3: (laughs) I'm not. He's he's not blonde. honestly Aquaman. Like, Jason Momoa is Aquaman now is a not-blonde Aquaman, and it works because he's Jason Momoa. I mean, the guy
2: they cast for Aquaman is not blonde either.
3: (sighs) Well, fuck. So, if it it wasn't
2: clear, Jay Baruchel is Maxwell Lord. Him and Teresa Palmer okay. would be
1: the villains, Talia and Maxwell Lord. And this is J, circa 2000. This is like right after Knocked. This Up. This is
3: like Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like this is even
1: before that was like 2000. I would say that was 2009, 2010. Yeah, this would have been was okay. 2007. Yeah, so like Knocked Up, I think was 2005. So this would have been like, wait, right wait
3: wait what that. we what year was um what's it called. Fanboys.
2: Oh, see, I can't remember because that made that movie was made so long ago, and then took years to come out that I don't remember for either.
1: The release on that is two thousand nine, so it might have been around that time then, since it sure. took so long and, to come out. And so, like any of that era, like think of that. I don't know if much would have changed even if you were trying to do this now, but think of thirteen years ago that version of Jay. And like that's gonna be your imposing villain to the Justice League. That's weird.
2: I mean, nothing about Maxwell I think is a physical presence.
3: Yeah, he's he's a mental. Because isn't that it's who a, um, a... Pedro Pascal is playing in Wonder Woman? I think so. Yeah, actually.
1: But I don't. know. But some, I don't. He he just has such a baby face. I don't know if I could have taken that. Yeah, seriously. but I mean, Jesse
3: As Eisenberg like played Lex Luthor. And he actually kind of worked for yeah, me yeah. as Lex Luthor. Maybe
1: I'd have been surprised, but on paper, doesn't work for me.
2: I think, it's, I think it's more mind gamey than like physical, I'm going to punch you in the face type of thing. Yeah, I, you know I what? Though, to, I I, so. Jesse
3: Eisenberg is a much more... He's still pulled it off. I don't know if Jay Baruchel's pulling it off. Mm-mm. He's a lot... nerdier. <laughs> to put it in the, in the worst term than Jesse Eisenberg. Like, it's... Although that could be the type of character that we're looking at. It's just I don't know. I I have a hard time picturing him as evil. Yeah. All so, right, so who are we missing still? Superman, Superman,
2: Wonder Woman, Manhunter, and
3: Aquaman. Ving Reims. No. Is Manhunter.
2: Andy? I'm
5: gonna th- Ian, Clark, Any Duncan. other
2: any other guesses?
5: No. Yeah, I'm gonna throw my hands up at this on this yeah, one. Yeah, Jennifer thought... Anderson?
2: No. All right, I'll go through them. Uh, Superman was uh, DJ Katrona, who apparently was in oh, G.I. Yeah, Joe Retaliation, is one of his of bigger course. credits. Uh, I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. see, you're not oh, going to get. I totally these. know who he was. Uh, Wonder Woman, Megan Gale, who at that point is like a, it was basically just a model. She wasn't even an actor. Uh, apparently, is part of Project Runway Australia. Oh, okay. He... Oh, yeah, I've seen Eventually, that. Eventually she be- she gets cast in Mad Max Fury Road as the Valkyrie.
3: Mm, nothing. Okay. i would have to go back and watch uh, it. Uh,
2: Manhunter. You know what?
3: I actually I actually buy her as Wonder Woman.
2: Manhunter is Hugh Key's Byron, who was also in Fury Road as Immortal Joe. Immortal Joe. Joe. Yeah. Like okay. he was like So it's a it's an old-looking guy. I'll 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 show you a picture in a little
3: bit. No, like Immortal Joe. That's like one of like the main characters. Oh yeah, like that's Yeah, isn't he the bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, like yeah, I know who you mean. When you, if you say him, I don't know the actor's name, but I know who you're talking about.
2: Um, and then even just to compound this a little bit, uh, September 2017 or 27 2007. Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> Variety reported that there was another actress in talks for the role of Wonder Woman before Megan Gale got the role. So this would be an actual actress that has a body of work. So I'll give you one, one last one last round of guesses for
3: Wonder Woman. Any hits? So this is somebody that was not cast.
2: Correct. Mentioned. Was in talks, eventually passed on the role for whatever reason, and Megan and Gale this got cast. a
3: bigger cast. name? Yes.
2: Okay. Hits? Je- Jessica Biel. Josh nailed it. Jessica Biel. Whoa, oh, shit! really?
3: Yes. I can't, I kind of can't not picture her in the wonder woman costume now. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and
2: then Aquaman would have been Santiago Cabrera, who I remember him oh, as Isaac Mendez wait. from heroes. Oh, okay. Oh, I was, okay.
1: I was thinking of someone completely differently.
3: So I don't know if I like that or not, but I know who you mean.
2: If you guys want to check out Twitch, I will give you some pictures.
3: Wait, wait, we have like costume pictures.
2: Very grainy costume pictures are in there too. Hmm. So here's your cast. We released the majority of them. So I don't know if this is some sort of pre-production party or something, but
0: that's just Thursday.
2: So you've got Miller Barishel and I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the that's the Immortal Joe, the guy from Mad Max. Oh, that's okay. your Martian okay. Manhunter is bottom right. And then, second row back from the left, that's Aquaman, Flash, Talia.
3: Yeah, that's Teresa Pond. I don't know
2: about the two two guys on the right.
3: Uh, I think that's Army Hammer. Army Hammer's all the way in the back. He's the top of the pyramid. Oh, yeah, that's him all the way in the back. You're right, because he's not that old. But yeah. So maybe, is is that the Superman guy there then? Is that Diego Catrona or whatever? DJ Catrona. I don't think that's him. I might
2: be, but I I didn't think. All right, so I got another picture.
0: Is that the guy from the Dosucky commercials? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it does look like him, doesn't
4: it?
0: Yeah.
2: So same same obviously same party, same outfits and everything. Um trying to think yeah. who's new. Uh Wonder Woman's in this shot. Back row yeah, in the middle. She's... Yeah.
3: Um Which one? Next to Morton Joe.
0: Okay.
2: She's not even looking at the camera. Nope. Yeah. She's, too busy she's taller than
3: everybody else because she's a model.
0: I think they're leaning down, Mike.
2: <laughs> so more or less, this is this is who your cast would have been in in their you know comic book personas. Uh, and sure. then one thing that this is real terrible quality, but supposedly some sort of costume test for everybody. Oh god, really? Wait, so I actually kind of like the
3: Martian Manhunter more than I thought I would. Yeah, they actually I, I, look, tried to do a costume. It looks like
0: the Batman like one it. sucks.
3: Yeah, the Batman's ears are like three feet tall. What the fuck's up with that?
0: Like that's like some fucking like RoboCop and, shit going on.
3: And that that is definitely not common in the Green. Yeah, Manager. so maybe that was before he got cast, or they they were just
2: doing a costume test before they had someone in the role. I don't know.
3: I don't like the Aquaman costume.
0: The Wonder Woman costume is kind of sucks. The one the thing, other thing that I found that was bad. a better version,
2: or at least a better uh, picture of the Wonder Woman costume. So so the Green Lantern one sucks. That's Megan Gale's Wonder Woman.
0: That looks better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a better
3: photo of it, yeah, but it, like it's it's ho hum. It's muted tones. It's I don't know. Like I'm. Yeah, I don't know if it's just a the photo. Okay if the, there
2: would have been more color to it in the movie, or if that's the tone I feel like they we're that's going a for.
1: <laughs> like I mean, I couldn't make it. I know that. But well, it, it looks I've like never... she
5: she should be on in the movie Troy more than in a Justice League mm. movie. Mm-hmm.
3: Other than the blue, yes, I agree. Yeah, like it it has that look to it. the The left hand side of that picture. All right. I'm going to take the pictures off. It's the last one. I also don't want to be the one to say she's got man hands there. It's, it's like <laughs> I, just, I see it and I think of Seinfeld. I'm sorry. It's uh, No offense, Miss Gale.
0: But... All
2: right, so what do you guys think of the uh, cast and possibly having a George Miller-directed Justice League movie?
0: I'm down for George Miller to direct everything as Zack Snyder's not attached to. <laughs> He's a good plan B for you. <laughs> yeah, it's one, two, one, two, but... The cast is fine, I guess. I don't know. It, it's always weird for me sometimes with these casts. I'm like, you got to see them actually do it because people can surprise you. But I hate the costumes, so I don't. I don't like it. I'm gonna say I blame the I, actors I mean, for having poor costumes. <laughs> I, I I'd say personally, like half the
3: cast. Okay, sure, half the up. Like the other half of the cast. Like why? Like why would you cast Wonder Woman such an important role? Why would you cast somebody that's not an actress? Like it's. It, to me, that seems kind of silly. Um, same goes for Army Hammer as Batman. Listen, Army Hammer looks the part for a lot of roles. The guy's he's a good looking guy. He's big. He's muscular. He has a lot going on. I honestly have watched him in a lot of films. <sighs> he
2: just can't act. Now, oh, see, I was excited about that. <laughs> I, think, I think Hammer would have been done good. I was excited for him as Batman.
3: What has he acted well in?
2: I, I love oh, him, actually, in Man from in Uncle. With, uh... Yeah, that's yeah. Ian the gives what? me shit for liking yeah. that one, I think, but I I like the, that one.
0: The man from what? Man, from, the man Uncle. from Uncle. No, I love that movie. I just gave you shit because it's such a long title. <laughs> movies. Great. I, don't, I don't know the movie. That's with I Henry Cavill it. or whatever. It's basically it
5: like Henry Cavill versus yeah, Ernie Hanner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a bunch, it, it's a bunch it, of okay. The guy Richie spy, spy movie. Is, yeah,
1: and, it's good. It's anyway, good. Oh, it has. On, I think like a uh, why have I not 60s or 70s era British TV show. I think. Yeah.
0: Correct. And it has that's the greatest cool. scene where Henry's sitting in like a boat or something watching a chase happen while eating cheese and like classical music plays and he's drinking some wine. It's like the best nice. scene in the film I think. Hmm. Um, I'm surprised think I've seen decent. this and you haven't, Mike.
5: <laughs>
2: I know Andy doesn't see shit, so what are you
3: doing?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you said Guy Ritchie film
1: with Henry
3: Cable and I'm like, how am I not
2: watch this?
3: Like what yeah. the It fuck? got over yeah, for sure. in theaters.
1: It's not that old. I would say it's what maybe 20
3: Probably,
2: yeah, somewhere in there.
3: Huh. I'll have to look it up and watch it.
1: Yeah,
2: check it out. Um, Get back to us on that one. Did we have a podcast episode about it? I remember talking about it on the podcast, because I remember talking about Army Hammer doing well in that movie, and I feel like you gave me shit because of the accent. Like, you didn't like
3: his accent. Oh, yeah, his accent sucked, (laughs) but the movie was cool as shit. (laughs) Again, it's just, when when I've seen Army Hammer, it's always like, man, I wish that guy could act. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it, it's just, he works so well in so many superhero roles, because he just has the physical appearance of, I mean, the guy's a monster, he's... Yeah. He works well in a lot of different roles, but it's just like... I mean, if you're going into this movie, the Man From U.N.C.L.E. with that notion, I don't know if this one's gonna win you over, but... Listen, you know what, I like Snatch a lot, so... I'll be okay.
0: But, uh, he's using a the fucking quote. awful Russian accent right now. It is disgraceful. A lot. You need Going to make on that T-shirt oh, before this.
3: Before this is ended, you need to make that T-shirt so that people can get that. <laughs> like snatch.
4: A lot.
2: That'll be the. That'll, that'll be the clip show that I just used. Just out of context clips. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down so I can go uh... back to it later. Well, Mike. Anyways...
1: I, Mike. I would also recommend Free Fire. If I've not watched that either. You're looking for something that um I actually really kind of enjoy that. And I think Army is pretty good in that. I, I don't have a problem with his casting per se. I'm more shocked that I I don't I never heard of heard of Army Hammer before the social network. Yeah, so me neither. F- for someone to pick him up and be on a radar in like two thousand six, two thousand seven to cast him as Batman, that's the thing that I find more shocking and if they had made that movie with his career Again? at that point i don't know how well he would have been able to do well that's
2: the risk for this right because there's no put, like put big the actors in, in this bat suit
1: these are all people that are
2: like up and coming like they're george miller is taking a gamble with this guy, cast with a
3: lot you, you yeah. could put the guy in like a fucking bat suit that didn't need any definition on it like he's just this monster of a man like he has that going for him he'd be intimidating as shit as a batman it's just the 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 part of bruce wayne that where i feel like the issues would come in
1: yeah and especially like like, he 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 would have been such a younger bruce wayne but apparently he's already part of like an established like long-term justice league it would have been very awkward the the the, the one piece of casting well i even now I would say if you want to cast Common as John Stewart, please do that.
2: Yeah, I think that would be good.
1: I would be yeah, cool um, He
3: did pretty good with the fight scenes in John Wick.
1: Yeah. Uh but other than that, I actually every time I've heard of this story over the last 10 years, I've always liked the idea of Adam Brody as Barry Allen. Yes. That's the one piece of solid casting that I thought always worked. I don't I don't he, Adam Brody might be too old to try to put in that role now if they were trying to, like, kickstart something and they weren't in the steps that they are, you know, have been the last couple years. But at that time, he had been on television for several years. He had done several movies. Like, he was solid enough that he's also not the anchor of that team. Yeah, like, you don't need him to be your Superman or Batman, but I think, like, he would have shined in Mm -hmm. that ensemble.
2: Yeah. And I think that's more... For me, I think just because from watching the the Flash TV show all the time, like that's sort of my version of Barry Allen now is Grant Gustin's Barry Allen. And I could definitely see Adam Brody doing something like that.
3: And kind of to what like Josh was saying about like he can be there. He can be a big help to the show and all or to to the movie and all that. It, It just makes me think like of the boys and Chase Crawford. The way he's like not the central focus of the show. Yeah, but he's there and he adds enough. Coming from the same like a similar background to Adam Brody, where he worked on a similar kind of show. Yeah, and he comes into mm-hmm. that with the boys, and he's not expected to be the anchor of the show. It works. Yeah. I, so I yeah, I mean, you could sell me on Adam Brody in that sense. Um, Andy, anything to add?
2: Like the cast? Don't like the cast? Anybody stand out to um... you?
5: i pretty sure if I heard the announcement of this when it came out, I'd be like, I don't know. I might wait for HBO. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I, will, I, I kind of agree. It's kind of a meh cast overall. Yeah. Like, there's no one casting in there that draws me in like, oh, fuck, I have to see that.
2: Yeah. See, to me, I think that's part of the fun. It's like I, th- I think this being largely unknowns, like you don't have that like star power of like not being able to see someone in a different character.
3: Like these people haven't really done but much, don't... so they
2: could come up as these characters
3: if they do it right. I, I, I don't, I don't think you need that in every role, but don't you need that in like a role? Don't you need a draw? I mean, probably, don't need yeah, somebody maybe. you draws big the draw. director
0: here. What you say? What that the draws the director for this.
3: Yeah. And point. how much does your average movie gover know at that time about George Miller? Your average movie gover. But well, that's I'm when not... you're
0: offsetting it, though, by using the DC property for the general audience, too. Right.
3: They're seeing Batman and right, Superman no, all these I, characters I in saying, a movie together. Saying, like, like, keep in mind, this would have been before Road, the like, Avengers. Right now, George... I'm saying right now, George Miller would be a huge draw as a director.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Rightfully so. But I don't know that at that time, George Miller's as big of a draw.
0: I mean, not probably the general public, and that's what I'm saying. I think they're also offsetting that then with the choice of the property. Like you still don't have that but actor yeah, power, you still but I need think
3: that star power actor somewhere. One, you gotta have one. It's that big draw. Jay Bruchel. I I can see
1: why <laughs> <Jay Bruchel's laughs> as your the big draw. Um, yeah, I I can see why you would want to do that though. I would. I, I think I'm with Brian's rationale on this one. If you're gonna have an ensemble cast of characters who are all important enough to have a lot of shared screen time if you have one person who is so like your bankable star you're it's not going to be able to spread it out among the group you're going to be so too focused on just that person being that probably like iconic role like you're not going to get your big name is not going to be the Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter. It's going to be your Batman or Superman most likely.
3: See, I think I think it could work in that sense though. Just to have the name on the billboard. You get what I'm saying here? Like,
2: yeah, it helps for marketing purposes to say so and
1: so is in this role to sell this movie. I know. They like said on 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 paper, absolutely makes sense putting it together, but I think watching the end product, if you have that person plus this patchwork cast of other kind of recognizable people maybe nobody's going to pay attention to them. No one's going to be remembering them. They're going to wonder why your star is not on the screen more you know, all those moments I just, I don't know.
3: Well, that's at the point when you have to let your new characters your new, newer faces become stars. Everybody becomes a star at some point. You have to let that happen but at the same time, like you know It just off the top of my head, like, I think, like, Matt Damon becomes a star with Goodwill Hunting Mm -hmm. alongside Robin Williams. Like, you get, like, like, it's just, they gotta have somebody that's established to play off of. Yeah.
1: To, you know. The the tightrope to walk there, though, is, that is, like, maybe a one versus one. Maybe there's two or three people in the movie where you have an ensemble that's working as a team. The goal is shared screen time shared you know goals and efforts they're going to be together quite often i think
3: it falls into the same trap that they were they would have fallen into the same way that the dc universe kind of did Mm -hmm. versus marvel where they didn't spend the time with their own movies building these characters up ahead of time absolutely so i think it's the same kind of thing
2: um all right so what happened with this movie uh so Sort of in between some of the casting, in November 2007, the writer strike happened. So, that halted production on the film. No rewrites of the script could take place until after the strike, which doesn't end until February of 2008. Uh, so, once the strike ended, the Moronis Mul- came back to begin script revisions. Around this time, three more roles were filled. That was Green Lantern, Aquaman, Mox- Maxwell Lord. That's when they were cast. Um, And then a month later, in March of 2008, the production is delayed again. The tax break that was promised from Australia was suddenly taken back. Uh, The production's budget began skyrocketing. Uh, The production tried to move to Canada, but that would only delay any more work for the film until July of 2008. And at that point, Warner Brothers changed their mind and canceled the film. Uh, So, again, I guess sort of keeping in mind, this would have came out before Avengers. This would have been in 2009. Avengers was 2012. So this would have been the first superhero team-up movie. This would have set the bar, presumably, for that kind of stuff going forward. Either that or Avengers comes out 2012 and, you know, blows it out of the water because this might have been a shit show. We don't know. Would, uh, would
1: this presumably have meant that we would not have gotten The Dark Knight? Like, they were not going to continue with Chris Nolan's stories and just and tried this?
2: And that was part of it, too, is that, that you know... It, around this time, Christian Bale is in the middle of Batman Begins. They're working on The Dark Knight, and people are asking him, Oh, are you going to be Batman in the Justice League? And he doesn't want it to happen. He doesn't think, Christian Bale does not think they should have two separate Batman at the same time. So he was against it. He was not going to be in the movie. He didn't want the movie to happen. Mm-hmm. So that might be part of it, too, is that Christopher Nolan's movies were doing so well that they just stuck with that because that was more of a sure thing.
4: And
1: at well, least I, it was I, working
2: I, for Batman, and they would figure out Superman later.
1: Yeah, I, there's probably a, a an argument to be made that if the writer strike specifically didn't happen, that there's maybe a really good sporting chance. Oh yeah, that this would have gotten made. Yeah, like that seemed to be the biggest first derailment. So you figure, like, think if the world was given the Dark Knight in the summer of two thousand eight, and it has, you know, became where it stands on the pedestal of those movies and cinema in general and everything else. And then the next year, you got this. Yeah. I mean, like, at that point, they would have probably been too far down the rabbit hole to stop it. But, like, if you're Warner Brothers, I wonder what their course correction or reaction would have been. Like, okay, this is the the path we're on. And now we're going to possibly, potentially, who knows, could have been wonderful, but potentially jeopardize that. Even if you're... Really risky... Even if you're Marvel, Project. like how do
2: do you have a knee jerk reaction to this movie coming out four years earlier, three years earlier than Avengers? Or do you just stick to your plan and say, We we know what we're doing, we're just gonna do it this way?
3: I feel like they had their plan.
2: I, I think that too, yeah, for sure. But think it,
0: it'd be curious to see. It'd come down to I think how much money this made, I think for Marvel. Well, like yeah, if this true. made yeah. like a lot of money, I could see them speeding up their timeline. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I, it, it was something I wanted to point out is I definitely think this movie gets 10 out of 10 explosions. <laughs> um, Simply because they had a big budget, and they didn't spend that much on cast.
1: Yeah, good point. So they would have had
3: a, a lot of special effects budget for this movie. And I feel like that just leads to the
0: 10 out of 10 explosions possibility. It's there, and I, I think it's very high, and you can get the leggings at my store, teesprings.com forward slash Leroy exports. <laughs> I'm actually looking at that
3: shirt like, you know what, 10 out of 10 explosions. That's that's kind of a cool shirt. <laughs> Mike's going to accidentally, accidentally buy another one. Oh, that wouldn't be an accident. This one was a fucking accident. <laughs> that, that one actually might be
0: fun. I put some effort into that one. <laughs> yeah. It has an explosion
2: on it. It's pretty good. Uh, all right. And last call for George Miller's Justice League stuff. Uh, I will point out, too, that they're just like uh, with the Superman lives, the Nicolas Cage Superman, Tim Burton Superman. Uh, there is supposedly a documentary about this movie being failed in like failed production at some point coming out uh it's I think it's called what's what I find uh seven friends George miller's Justice League is the name of the documentary uh so I don't know when it's gonna be released it seems like they started working on it it got halted now they're trying to trying to pick up production again to try to they have they've Apparently got like behind-the-scenes production art and stuff like that to see what this movie would have been. So that's another documentary that when it comes out, I'll be really curious to see what that's like.
0: Do you think that documentary is just not going to
2: come out like the movie? It could. I mean, it could be <laughs> at this point.
5: I thought I expected it Very like four meta. years ago. So This is going to be a documentary about the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to crowdfund that ourselves. It'll start as a book, though. <laughs> we can make that documentary.
2: Uh, all right. So I got one, two... Three movies left. Um, there's not a lot of details for either of these, so we'll see how quickly quickly they go. I know we've been going for a while, so all right, next Have one. Have we? It 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 doesn't feel like it to me, but I when I say no, every really time doesn't. I look at the timer, it's like oh shit, we've been going
3: for that
0: long. Yeah, and you got to edit this. That sucks. I'd hate to be you.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: it's it's not. Gonna Wait, be. are you actually going to edit, or are you going to let let the podcast audience experience you know the audio audience? experience, like, what it was like to watch us live. I mean, I'll take out some editing. of the,
2: the background noise and stuff I'm sure that's in there that we might not be able to hear now, but when I listen to the audio podcast, I'm going to hear. So, yes, I'm going to put some effort into editing it.
3: Well, no, I mean, like, I, like you're going to, like, do what you usually do and edit out a lot of our opinions and whatnot. When do I do that? Censor All us. the time! <laughs> you're going to censor the shit out of us. Uh, I bet one. there's, like, ten
0: less voice fighter liquids in this audio version. <laughs>
2: You have to keep a tally. Listen back to the Twitch stream and then listen to the audio podcast. See how many it differs. Um, all right, 2007. Sony and Sam Raimi were attempting to make another Spider-Man sequel with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, so this would have been Spider-Man Kirsten? 4. Kirsten, yeah. Kirsten. Uh, the rumors are that the movie would have added Black Cat and the Vulture. Can anyone tell me which actors were rumored for those two characters?
0: Hulk Hogan. No.
2: <laughs> Josh, what'd you Jessica say? Jessica Alba. Alright, Josh, first, what'd you say?
1: John Malkovich.
2: Yeah, Malcolm, Malkovich with Vulture. Andy, what was your
1: guess? Alba? No.
3: I kind of want to see Jessica Alba in a
1: black cat costume now, though. Well, she would have been... right. In the, oh, uh, number one, yes. Uh, and number two, <laughs> um, she would have been right in the middle of Fantastic Four at that point. Um
3: almost the same costume.
1: Yeah, right. Uh going for I'm let, let's let's game Carmen with Anne Electra Hathaway. What was the guess?
3: I said Carmen Electra. Josh and Hathaway. Josh got it. Damn, oh, 2 for 2 really? on this one.
2: Yeah. So she, so she went, went, I mean she went on to be another ba- cat.
3: Black cat. She went to be Catwoman.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um so that's that's not a lot here, I mean, there's I can tell you a little bit why it didn't happen, I guess, but as far as what this movie would have been, I don't think it got too far in the running like they, they had a somewhat of a script going around. they had villains sort of attached that they wanted to do um Sony, I think was more just trying to push stuff out um so like I guess they they hired James Vanderbilt to write the script um. Or, sorry, it wasn't until they they hired him that it hit a snag. Raimi thought Vanderbilt's draft wasn't good enough, which triggered more rewrites, uh, none of which were acceptable for Raimi. Sony was insistent they wanted to release a Spider-Man movie in 2011. Raimi wasn't seeing a script he liked. He left the project, citing there wouldn't be enough time to put the movie together to fit Sony's release date. So instead of replacing Raimi for Spider-Man 4, the studio rebooted the character, Mark Webb, Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, we got The Amazing Spider-Man. So... Funnily, funnily enough, Vanderbilt's script was not good for Spider-Man 4, but Sony kept him on to craft the story for Amazing Spider-Man.
3: Wasn't a lot of this because Avi Arad finally got his fingers into Spider-Man 3?
2: I mean, he's always been producing Marvel
3: movies. But, I mean, didn't he, like, really dig in with, like, the Venom thing in Spider-Man 3 and start to cause the deconstruction of Raimi's trilogy? Thought... and that? Well. Wouldn't have been a trilogy would have been more than a trilogy, but
2: I mean, I thought I, I thought, thought everything that's... I read read was that it was the studio, not necessarily. I, I guess I don't know where Ar- Ar- so R. Ar- B. Well, Ar- works. isn't he kind is of he, the studio? Well, yeah, like, I don't know if he like... works for Marvel or if he works for Sony. I was always on the impression it was Sony pushing to have a popular Spider-Man character in Spider-Man Three, which is how we got Venom. But I mean, you might be right. Maybe it was studio the studio side of Marvel, and maybe I. I Avi Rod pisses me off. Anytime I hear him talk about Spider Man and what they're trying to do with Sony, he just makes me angry. So I would not put it past Avi Rod being an idiot and just shoehorning Spider well, Man. I, I in thought Spider-Man I had read stuff. that
3: that like, well, I, no, I thought I had read that he was the one like behind the whole problem with Venom, like behind like shoehorning Venom into three. I mean, it wouldn't surprise and me. Turning, I don't think like,
0: Venom was shoehorned in. It was clearly established, and they put a lot of thought into it. Definitely.
2: We you're, up, I... you're talking about Spider Man three
3: right, Ian? Or...
0: Oh, also talking about Venom. Okay, I was talking about both. <laughs> He's
3: like Tom Hardy was definitely in Raimi's three, right? <laughs> I'd believe Venom. it. You could convince me he was. <laughs> I, uh, that aside, I, I try to think of like John Malkovich and Anne Hathaway as villains for Tobey Maguire, and I just it doesn't work for me.
2: Yeah, I think the villains are good. Like Anne Hathaway's Black Cat, John Malkovich as the Vulture, I am on board with. It's, it's, uh, Maguire. In that universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like,
3: it's in the universe that Raimi created. I don't see them working. In a different Spider Man universe, I see them working as the character. That's true. Yeah. I could, yeah, I'd buy that. Like he was. Raimi's were like, they were, they had a little bit of tongue in cheek to them. Yeah. And I feel that Malkovich. And Hathaway are a bit, little bit like nail on the head castings. Okay. Way, like more realistic castings, kind of the way like Keaton wouldn't have worked opposite Toby Maguire as the Vulture. Like that Vulture doesn't work in that universe.
2: Well, do you like it or I don't, don't see... you? I guess I'm, I'm unclear where you where you
3: stand. I like the castings of the characters, but not in Raimi's universe. Okay. So, like,
0: I hope that makes sense. Um it does, but it's a coward's answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian, where do you stand? Love it, love it, love it. I need more of the Raimi Spider-Man still. To... I want Tobey Maguire to get back in the suit now, even. <laughs> I would like well, that. Uh, I Sony is nothing. My like... to off as a
1: college student.
0: I Yeah, sure. I mean, I could be in college now. You guys wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> Sony has never done anything wrong with Spider-Man property, so I would trust this to be a good movie. Oh. <sighs> I
2: don't,
5: I don't even know i
0: you know andy, andy have, where do you
2: stand i gotta we, get we away just from talked about this george one.
0: miller
5: based on the train wreck that was spider-man 3 i don't think there's any actor or script that could come back from that <laughs> as much as i like john malkovich Amen. and Anne hathaway i just don't think that is going to be a good movie no matter how how you slice it.
3: yeah To to be fair wasn't this script pitched around before venom was shoehorned in what for these characters? It, like, was it wasn't wasn't this like in works before Spider Man Three was completely ruined? Uh, that I don't know. Okay, I didn't look it, for dates to see how far back it, before, th- these ideas went. Was that Spider Man Three was really supposed to just focus on Sandman and that storyline, and the stuff with Harry was supposed to be kind of tangential to the story, like it's going on, but it's leading to something later. And it was supposed to be just a focus on Sandman. And then the studio got involved and we got more Hobgoblin. We got more, we got Venom to begin with altogether thrown into it. And then that kind of threw off what was going on or what was planned for four.
2: Yeah, I don't know how far ahead they, they planned that stuff. That's what, I mean, I didn't look that part up, so I don't know.
3: well i mean that 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 was what i understood was that like four originally was meant to be like a hobgoblin story was meant to be harry versus peter kind of thing they were kind of gonna like foreshadow that with the sandman story and all that they were doing in three and make that into the fourth movie and then all the other shit happened And so what you're talking about wound up being what the plan for the fourth movie was that ended up scrapped.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I thought I remember reading, like you said, Sandman was supposed to be the focus. Venom was
3: shoehorned in to Spider-Man 3. But other than that, that's all I remember. Okay. Like like I said, that's just what I had read. It's all, you know, hearsay sources, of course. Yeah. These are not the people themselves. None of these are Sam Raimi speaking directly.
1: Going off of uh, Andy's comment that like after after number three it was like everything was just too tainted to be able to course correct in any way. Um, I say about a year ago at this point, uh, Sarah had never seen Spider Man three, I think, and it had been years and years since either of us had ever watched the like had watched the first two. So we went through the trilogy and. Uh, I kind of alluded to this like earlier in the conversation, I think, when we were talking about X-Men. But the first, in my opinion, the first Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire, does not hold up.
4: I it can see not, that. Like,
1: it is yeah. not aged as well as I think. It, again, if you have not one of those, if you haven't watched it in 10 years, you probably think it's better than it is if you watch it again. The Green
3: I, Goblin suit always looked dumb to me.
1: So I mean, there's various things. It's just like the kind of the production design to me in in certain ways. Just like the way that a lot of stuff is obviously like soundstage shooting and whatnot. Um, it's I mean, it's not a sin in of in in and of itself. It's just how I view it. But through that lens, and you you know, Mike, the way you're talking about like it just doesn't fit in that universe kind of stuff. Thinking about that, thinking of actually what the first toby McGuire's spider-man looked like how it was made by the time you get through sorry by the time you get through the third one like this is where then i catch up with andy because i think going through that path there's nothing about a fourth movie with those characters with those actors framed in that way that i i think could have saved it at all
5: yeah now which is weird because spider-man 2 is actually one of my favorite superhero movies i love spider-man 2 I think you
3: fucking killed it.
5: Really good. And I was really looking forward to Spider Man
1: 3 and oh my god, it was such a lockdown <laughs> in the theaters. It was ho oh, ho holy fuck.
3: But you got the memes out of it.
1: And you got the couple of jokes in uh Spider-Verse.
3: Yeah. Which was the also the memes. That's kind of the same thing. Oh, okay. Let's not also forget that out of Spider Man one, we got the saliva and Chad Kroger's song slash video. <laughs>
1: Yep, that was the thing. I love, I love that you call him Saliva. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was the band. Band, it's like it, it was Saliva featuring Chad Kroger. Yep, made the song. Well, is that what's credited? I thought it was the, just the singer. That was Joe. Was it named Josie something with Chad Kroger? Or, but maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe it was Josie with Nickelback. I don't know, we're either not going to check the like, semantics
3: of it was the soundtrack right <laughs> now. It was, e- it was either Nickelback with Josie or it was Saliva with Chad Kroger. Whichever I mean, it on, was. On the paper, it doesn't help either of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it, it's a thing. The the hero song. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Google I remember, like, is it Spider-Man and
2: Nickelback. Alright, last call for Spider-Man 4. Moving <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> hashtag
0: Spider-Liquid. That. Spider that?
2: Alright, next one. Uh, we'll start this one off with a question. In 2006, DC hired someone to write and direct a Wonder Woman movie. Who was that person? Joss Whedon. Correct.
1: Damn it. Okay.
2: <laughs> so this was, uh year after years of, of pitches and screenwriting, Joss Whedon was offered the chance to make a Wonder Woman movie for Warner Brothers. At this time, Whedon was sort of a bit at, at a low point. Uh, The Buffy universe was done Uh, Serenity had underperformed at the box office. Uh, But obviously this movie didn't happen. So Whedon worked on the script for two years. He had said in interviews that it came down to creative differences between himself and the studio. Whedon and Warner Brothers had two different ideas for the movie. Uh, Neither one was budging, so the project ultimately was discarded. Um, After the movie was scrapped, Whedon had said he had someone in mind to cast as Wonder Woman. Does anyone remember who Whedon wanted as Wonder Woman? Is this Jennifer Garner
0: after Dolls?
2: No. Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember when Dolls was. I'm sorry.
3: Do you say it was before or after? That's, that's
2: no what question. I don't know. I don't remember when Dolls was. This is 20- okay. 2006. So when was Dolls on TV?
3: You're asking year your questions. I don't know. Did, don't did know you know have the a you... guess? <laughs> no. No. It was that my question. It was Dollhouse.
1: Oh, Dollhouse. Yes. That's, that's uh, the one. Are, you, are we trying to think of Eliza Dushku's name? I, I thought that's where that he was going, but from? then
2: he said he didn't have a guess, so I don't know.
1: Oh, all right.
0: Uh, let's go with that, whatever. <laughs> I would watch Eliza Dushku
3: as Wonder Woman.
2: But no, that's, that's long story short, no, it's not her. <laughs> Is that anyone from the Dollhouse universe? Uh, no. Olivia Wilde?
0: No. Mary Kate? <laughs> no. China go ahead. wrestling? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: she out on uh, but... that. <laughs> Uh,
2: she goes on to be cast in uh, the MCU.
1: Oh, is it Emily Blunt? No. no. She, she never did. Evangeline was... Um
3: No. In the MCU? Scarlett Johansson? No. Kobe Smulders? Yes. Oh.
2: Robin. So I How can buy that. Mother? I could buy have been that. Wonder Woman.
3: Maria Hill. Yeah. Hmm. She's so, tall. She's strong. I could see that.
2: And I know, Josh, we talk about this from time to time. You supposedly have this script, right?
3: Yeah, it's on the internet. It's not hard to find. Did you ever well, read it? Well, I remember it? Did one you time it? you were talking about us having a reading of the script.
1: Yeah. And that never happened. In, like, the last three years since it, I, well, I feel like it didn't, I don't remember what happened, but something about it, like, it finally leaked online, like, three or four years ago, and um, I had, since it was never going to get made i had the idea of like why don't we try to just do it as like a podcast radio play and uh yeah this is obviously hasn't happened because that requires motivation and understanding of how to do things it also requires like getting 20 people to agree to like figure out how to do schedules and people to have the right equipment to record and, and all that um, but yeah, I, I read through the whole thing and, like, blocked it out by scene to figure out, like, okay, who are the characters in each scene that you need and, and, and everything. But yeah, I've, I've read through it. I mean,
2: I didn't look at the details for the story. I didn't go ahead and... Like, I know you said the script is online. I didn't go through the the trouble of, like, reading the script. Is there anything mm-hmm. worth talking about in the story for that one?
1: Um, The last time I went through it was, like, two years ago, I think. And it was... I, I don't remember anything, like, wholly exceptional about it. I don't remember it particularly being, like, coming off automatically as horrible. Um, there's a lot of elements. not I wouldn't say that, that like, ended up getting preserved for the, the Gal Gadot version by any means. But, you know, there's a point that facilitates the uh, the way that she meets Steve and a you know combat scene with uh you know like our earth realm armies and like a dictator or something somewhere in like south america or something that would like be an exhibition for her strength and her powers and and whatnot and then there's some kind of more like overarching like nefarious plot to do harm to the world that they get involved in and trying to stop and and whatnot um if I remember it's like kind of somewhat technology based from the villain. And and I think if I remember one of the like primary antagonists is a woman, but it's not necessarily like a cheetah or or a powered individual in any way. It's more of like a pull the strings from the back, uh, you know, from behind the curtain and yeah, yeah. manipulate the world kind of uh kind of character. Um yeah, like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so bad the villain by any was means, who? but what's that? Who was the villain? I, uh, I don't recall. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know that it was off the top of my head. I don't remember it being just easily like, oh, this is the person, this is the character that we all know from DC or from Wonder Woman to say that, that was the one they picked for that. Okay. Um, it was almost, it almost felt more like I wanna say like conflict was the villain, like. <laughs> things they need to stop from happening as opposed to just like that's the character that's the thing you know that
3: sounds like an episode of mori povich <laughs> <I
1: don't know. laughs> i'm just i'm I mean, just not like yeah i don't know it's just... not like conflict resolution is really the enemy of us all no it's <laughs> um yeah it, it just didn't stand out like you know they they had uh you know aries in in the well, garden well, right or like, Ares there, or there was or not Cheetah a character or, like yeah, that that was just the the big bad, but I I, I, okay. I that was like two two and a half years ago the last time I read it so I could be completely wrong and not remembering.
2: Fair enough. Well, given that summary and Joss Whedon writing and directing and Kobe Smulders as Wonder Woman, what do you guys think of that movie?
1: I'd watch it. On it on its base, I I think it sounds good. Um, I don't remember. Uh, Obviously, I'm sure you might get into it, but I don't remember the reasons why it didn't move forward. I thought I remember after the script leaked online, there was a lot of or a, a, there was enough of criticism of Whedon's script from like a feminist and misogyny type of point of view. Yeah, I
2: think I was reading that, too.
3: Oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, which I like right now is not boding well for him in the last like year or two. Yeah. Um. But uh, I, I, I'd i have to read a, a well-written article on that to understand why people thought that because I don't remember something like that strongly jumping out of the script at me.
2: Yeah, because I didn't – like I said, I didn't read the script. I feel like I started seeing some of the bullet points you just referred to but didn't really dive down that rabbit hole to see what was going on or what the complaints were. So that's why I was curious mm-hmm. if you if you read it and what you remembered, if that stuff sort of stood
1: out to you, I guess. I I I remember coming across those talking points before, like at the time that I found, like heard the script was leaked online and found a copy of it. Um, so I was cognizant of that in the background of my head. Yeah. And by the time I got through it, there wasn't, like I said, there wasn't anything, at least in my mind, that I read that way. But I'm also no, by no means, the most literary person in the world. <laughs> um, so th- th- maybe there's certain cues or certain ways that you frame things in a you know three X structure that stands out to people well, who are more well, um you know no pun intended but more red in those things than, well, than myself. What what is
3: it called, like the Bechtel test that they put onto things? Yeah, yeah. To like kinda it's like a it's supposed to be an objective test to determine whether or not something is taking a male focused point of view or not, right? And in a movie like Wonder Woman, you would not expect it to fail the Bechtel test. And if it did, based on the script, then that would be bad. Right. Um, Andy, what do you think about
2: Kobe Smulders as Wonder Woman, directed by Joss Whedon?
5: Uh, I think it has potential. I would have to see... It's one of those things where you would hear it in the news, and I would have to see like a trailer or something. Yeah actually make a decision plus it, it it sort of sounds like there's no recognizable villain from what I can tell from what Josh said so yeah I, I don't know how attractive that it would be to someone who is a fan of Wonder Woman yeah you know to to see like oh my god she's fighting so and so like gotta see it is this is
2: this going to give us an excuse to actually go through the script and try to do something with it? No. I still want. To.
0: <laughs> Only if I get to play Wonder Woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be it, interesting. It, it would. It would be possible. Is it the coordination of everything would be the difficult part? Yeah. If if you wanted to try to do it all in one sitting, to have enough people available would be the challenge. Um, the, I don't think we have to do it in one sitting. Right. Well, then, obviously, depending on what you're trying to do, then you're spacing things out over a longer. It's even more of time, time to juggle more people. more people.
3: Right, but then yeah. it's just like a movie. You have less people to gather per sitting because you don't necessarily need everybody at every sitting. Depending you on the characters, but then yeah.
1: If 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 I'm the one quote unquote directing it or coordinating it, so to speak, then I am a part of every single one of those individual meetings and pieces. So that, well, I mean, that's the part that you, you could
3: always work with myself and brian to edit it
1: well i mean just like i said to get the, to get like that, two or three people know. i need that day for that thing that's one thing and then you know it, it'd probably be like 30 to 40 different recording sessions well
3: how bad do you want it
1: apparently not that bad because it's been I like four years
3: it. so yeah <laughs> yeah god damn it you need to want it better like, um it's and be
2: fun. i don't know if we did you chime in for kobe Smaller's wonder woman
0: I'm a hard pass on this. I don't think you make a superhero movie without a real villain. You can't just say conflict is the real villain. Like, you can do that with Josh's summary of, the villain. of what he read. Like, you yeah, can have other stuff, but I mean, even still, I I, I don't think it works. Like, even, like a puppet master, I'm not a big Colby Smolders fan, so that's also kind of, like, iffy for me. And then Joss Whedon is a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, keep in mind, I basically admitted that I'm
1: almost half illiterate, so... Things could definitely be misrepresented here. Um, I actually still have, I mean, I still have the copy. It's like on my laptop. I could email it to everyone. Oh, between now and the time this goes up, you can read it
2: and (laughs) chime in on the, do your live tweets as you're reading the script on the, on the Facebook page and give us your impressions.
3: Well, and Uh, to speak to what Ian had said, like Colby Smulders, I feel like would be okay as Wonder Woman. I don't feel like it's the best casting. And plus we've gotten Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman for the last several years, who's fucking killed it, and we're getting another Wonder Woman movie with her, and seeing, trying to look back and be like, comparing the two, I kind of feel like Kobe Smulders would now be a letdown. Compared to
2: Gal Gadot, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably.
3: Nothing against her. She's—I feel like she's another person that's more geared toward comedy, like Jay Baruchel. Like she's really good with comedy. I just don't know about her in action scenes. And
2: yeah, I mean, I think I think she'd do good with Wonder Woman. It's it's something I would have liked to see. And I mean, this would have been. Yeah. I mean, back before, you know, all this shit was going on with Joss Whedon back
3: when everybody still kind of liked him, I guess. But uh. Let's be fair. He had Avengers, and then what? I mean, like before Avengers, everything he did was pretty good. Yeah. And since Avengers, um, not so much. Justice League? <laughs> the, the, uh, Avengers Age of so Ultron. I guess he did,
2: get a, he did get a chance to direct Wonder Woman, just not his Wonder Woman.
3: Yeah. It, it just didn't work out after Avengers for Joss Whedon. He kind of, things
0: went wrong.
2: I mean, I know he's got other stuff going on. I just don't know what it is right now. But, uh, all right, last call for, for Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman. Anything else?
0: Oh, also, I, Josh mentioned the zero explosions, so I probably would really hate this.
1: <laughs> zero explosions. I mean, you might. I, I think at max, I could easily think of maybe th- three that occur, but that's still quite low on the scale of, yeah. of explosions. Yeah,
3: three explosions in a movie is like point. Why even? put them rating scale? Yeah, why even mean, put that, a That's
1: like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like
3: that's
5: uh, that's not even an action movie. That's a drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Pelican Brief had an explosion.
2: (laughs) Uh, All right, so we'll move on to the last one. Last one I got. Uh, Again, not much information. This is basically just a couple people possibly being in talks for a film, but it was a neat enough combination that I'm like, you know, we're going to bring it up. So I'm being intentionally vague here because I'm going to frame it for a trivia question. Uh, Mm. Any guesses? Back in 2007, there was a director shooting a sequel to a comic book movie. A prolific comic book writer Visited the set. This writer and director had the idea to make a Doctor Strange movie. Can anyone guess either the writer or director?
3: RZA. Guillermo del Toro.
2: Mike got the director.
3: Really, Urza?
2: <laughs> uh, no, Ian, you're, you are
3: incorrect. Um, And the the movie was the other one?
2: the, what, what, you're looking for the writer. writer you got the director we need oh, the, writer. the writer
3: in okay so dr strange movie 07 guillermo del toro directing this person writing
1: yes and you're and okay. so this this person so 2007 so this person is probably it's he's visiting the set of hellboy the golden army and he is he is he is a comic book writer comic comic book writer talks to del toro about oh um was he still alive Ditko. No. No. Oh, okay. Kill right.
3: Simone.
2: No.
1: Um.
3: On the chance that we mentioned him earlier, Brian Michael Bendis. No. Um. I'm just trying to think. Like 07, Bendis was big. That was like Civil War, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Civil Smith. Wars, then. No. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: this writer has written some other Alan things. I'm Moore.
2: not gonna. I'm not gonna. Name one of his big things, because it'll give What? Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Neil Gaiman one. and
2: Del Toro. So Gaiman tweeted in 2015 <laughs> that Marvel wasn't interested in their idea for a Doctor Strange movie.
0: Fuck them. This would have been the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm about all we have
2: to is go a on. Great uh, Del Toro was also quoted as saying he sees Doctor Strange as a pulpy occult detective slash magician, but that he, quote unquote, wouldn't use the suit. So it could
0: have been a Doctor I, Strange like movie
3: the without the costume.
0: That's fine. Don't need so, it. I got, okay. I got I got Del Toro. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> at Del Toro will <laughs> come
3: up with some other costume that would be just as awesome.
2: Um, at the time, they may have been in talks with Marvel, and uh, you know, right when Marvel was trying to get Iron Man off the ground, so it makes sense that maybe they wanted to establish a few other characters before diving into Doctor Strange, or maybe the vision that Del Toro and Gaiman had just was too dark for where they wanted to go, especially at that time. Um, but again, all we have is the two, the two of them were on set for Hellboy two. Somebody mentioned Dr. Strange and they said, Oh, you know what? That'd be great if we did this together. And that was, this was pretty much as far as they got. They may or may not have pitched it to Marvel. Marvel didn't like it. And that's, that's it. Um, but Del Toro directed Dr. Strange written by Neil Gaiman. Yay or nay?
0: Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm on board. How can you fully? go wrong
3: with that? <laughs> Like, you don't need to know the other details about this. You have one of the best comic book writers ever with one of the most creative directors ever.
2: Yeah, I think it was more just like a shared love for the characters. They were like, yeah, you know what? We could, I'd totally do this with you. This would be awesome.
3: Yeah. I mean, and and Doctor Strange fits so well into what Guillermo del Toro does. Yeah. Like, that is the perfect character for him to direct a movie of.
0: Like this is going back to like when Kojima and Del Toro were teaming up for a video game. I'm like, this is the greatest fucking idea ever. Yeah. And this they created a whole level. new genre. Yeah, Strand type <laughs> games could have been a thing much earlier <laughs> if they didn't cancel <laughs> PT.
1: The uh, oh uh, fuck that game. <laughs> when it wasn't uh, even a game in like, like 20 what 14 ish when they announced uh, when they announced Scott Derrickson would be writing and directing Doctor Strange um i i know on, probably on the show several times when doctor strange news or something or trailers had come up i very firmly said like i am loving the horror movies that scott derrickson is making and if he is bringing that kind of flavor to a marvel movie i want to see that style and i i enjoy doctor strange immensely but i was i will always be disappointed that it was not made in the vein of sure. sinister or the conjuring like or like those other ones i think he might have done the purge i know like at least it was not a derrickson movie
3: it felt like a marvel movie yes derrickson and what that's also kind of the reason why derrickson's not on strange 2 anymore
1: which i'm kind of getting the the vibe of yeah because like even what comic-con last year i'm pretty sure it was either feige or derrickson said it was either 2018 or 19 when they announced that they specifically themselves said this will be Marvel's first horror movie. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, two months later, <laughs> like, he's off the project, <laughs> and they, like, specifically said, well, it's not really gonna be a horror He didn't movie. clear
2: that
3: through PR whenever they said it, so they couldn't, they had to walk yeah. it back. His yeah.
1: thoughts, Derrickson's thoughts
3: on it were, this is gonna be horror. I'm gonna do my way this time. Yeah, I had like success the, the, with the first one, I'm gonna be allowed to do what I wanna do. The mysticism of, uh,
1: of it all, and the way you can, like, really wrap that style around that world would have been really intriguing. A Del Toro type project, like that's the closest I think you would ever get to portray, you know translating that material to screen yeah. in, in that kind of vein. That would yeah. be a, a very good marriage of crea- well, cr- creator producer and, and material.
2: Yeah, that seemed like too too good of a team to pass up. So even though they were just talking about it, I figured I'd bring that one up. So that's where we conclude the list. That's it. Um, I guess just to wrap up, out of the stuff we talked about, do you guys have a favorite? Which one would you have liked to see? The
3: over one we the other just ones? talked about.
0: The yeah. last one. <laughs> I, I mean
3: that one, or or like if without knowing the other details of James Cameron and Chris Claremont working together.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: like if you yeah. just leave that is the detail, and Del Toro and Gaiman is the details. It's like, damn, those two combinations I could work with for just about anything. But then he detailed oh, yeah. the Cameron like- one, and it ruined it.
0: <laughs> like, James Cameron in the peak of his 90s powers and the second best X-Men writer working together. <sighs> yeah. yeah
3: the best X-Men writer. So, oh. was
1: that... Was the, the Cameron one, the X-Men one, that was the first one we talked about, right? That was first on the list? Uh,
2: Second, I think. First one was Tim Burton's yeah. Superman. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's right. So, it was
0: first on the list. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd probably say that, yeah, the the, the Cameron and, uh, and then the, the Del Toro project, like, towards almost like the bookends of the show tonight yeah, yeah uh, those sound the most promising for me as
5: well
2: i guess i'm the only one that still really likes the idea of justice league mortal i would have liked to have seen george miller's justice league just i just mean it's just up there
0: with the other two though
2: yeah like if yeah, i mean like, the, there's also
0: a... like a hard mention is sexually frustrated spider-man <laughs> <His white laughs> spider liquid out everywhere <laughs> he's got a point it's hard for you to pass up. Like, that just I, would be just... such a trade mech of a fucking movie. Like, it'd be yeah. amazing. Change, so change the your shirt sh-
2: design, Ian, to put James Cameron Spider-Man Wait. on the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah. who, who did you so say I was supposed to be Spider-Man, Spider-Man in that
3: one, rituals? Brian? What's that? Who did you say was supposed to be Spider-Man in that one? DiCaprio. DiCaprio. So just imagine, like, DiCaprio, like, O-facing at the camera in a fucking, like, web shooter. just. Yeah, all right. Just... So that's a good place
2: to wrap up, right? I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so anybody yeah. that's still hanging out in chat, uh, last call for the giveaway, uh, exclamation point raffle. If you haven't entered, we're gonna we're gonna close it up and draw. After you've sat through a four hour podcast, boy, I hope it's me.
3: <laughs> I want that ten out of ten explosions shirt. Uh, all right, I'm gonna close it in. Entry's closed. Oh boy.
2: We are picking the winner. Amy, you are the proud owner of a t shirt. Your you're getting a 10
3: out of 10 explosion shirt. 3XL tall. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, you could probably uh we, we could probably even just make it easy for you. Just go through Mike and we'll figure out <laughs> how you get the shirt. <laughs> 3XL tall, 10 out of 10 explosion <laughs> shirt. <laughs> We're gonna make sure it's your size. <laughs> you you pick what store you want it from, the the Bright Guy Superfriend store or Ian's. Uh, we'll make sure you get get your shirt, not Mike's shirt.
0: Your <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I have several women's comfort tees. <laughs>
3: get
2: those. Get those. Uh, he's, White spider he's liquid got, leggings. He's also got
3: leggings. Yeah, he's got the yeah. leggings as well.
2: Um, all right, so that's it for the 200th. I again, I just want to thank you all for tuning in, uh, checking us out on Twitch for a change. Hopefully, it was cool. Uh, I actually had a lot of fun doing this. So we'll have to. You know, find some uh, find some other excuses to do this from time to time uh, just for a change of pace. Um, if you're watching this after the fact, thanks for checking us out later. Uh, whether you found this on Twitch or are listening to this uh, at a later date after the edited podcast is up. All of that, uh, thank you again. Um, let's see. We uh, Next episode probably will be our next Rewind Theater. Uh, we're going to watch 2009's Astro Boy. Uh, so keep an eye out for that one. That'll be, it's not it? going to be a Twitch stream. We'll do, we'll do that regular audio podcast. What was your, what was you your question? You
3: know where we can watch it?
0: Yeah. I didn't know if you had that. I that didn't go that far. You got that link that we use though, right?
2: My, my focus was this episode. I have not been thinking about the next one yet. But you've got that
3: link that we use, right?
2: Yeah. The, the, the just watch what is, it's just com. Yeah.
1: Josh? We, uh, we're still working on that sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. partnership with them.
2: If we
3: keep mentioning them to... eventually, maybe.
2: Yeah, so if you want to watch with us, that's that's the place to go. So You can, you can, you can only it buy you the, it. The, the, yeah, you can rent it or buy it, too. It gives you the, the options of where it streams, if it's streaming. Or Ooh, if it's, it's on, platform, on HBO
0: Max it. and DirecTV.
2: It is on nice. HBO Max?
0: Yeah.
3: Interesting, okay. Well, then, if you need HBO Max, let me know.
0: That's illegal? Please do not, <laughs> do not listen to this I didn't HBO. say that. Do that's not listen that. to this HBO.
3: We live in the same household. You guys just don't know it. Yeah. What? Accounts, what? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! <Wait.
2: laughs> all right, that's it for uh, us. Uh, again, thank you, thank you, everybody, for being on. Thank you guys for for sticking out with me for four hours for this thing, this little experiment of ours. Um, and it's time to do the the regular rigmarole. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, please.
1: Before Brian, before we do that, I I think it, it's germane for at least one of us to say thank you for giving <laughs> us all the opportunity to do this for two hundred episodes. Because if you didn't create the field, none of us would, would be here to play. So, thank you very much. You are all Agreed. very
3: welcome. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Because yep. nobody yep. ever cared what I had to say, and they still don't. <laughs> but at least it's out there now. Yeah, see, it's a time capsule for all of your stupid ideas. <laughs> you know me. I throw shit at the wall and see what i know That's did. why <laughs> I said it That's that way. Yes. That's my <laughs> thing. That's my thing. And...
0: You've allowed me to do that, and you've prevented me from getting ten jobs <laughs> <laughs>
2: off of that one twenty-five dollar
0: t-shirt sale. <laughs>
2: Thirty. Oh uh, yeah, that's another thing too. I guess one more, one last call for the for the shirt website. So if anybody wants to check them out! Uh, exclamation point links. Uh, you can see the two stores where your shirts out. Uh, Leroy the Dream Killer shirt. Uh, his his repertoire he's got a bunch of options out there. The Guy Super Friends League is just the logo on a bunch of different shirts. So And BGS20 like just... for
0: 20% off the Leroy store.
2: Yeah, I don't I didn't give 20% is that a off the thing. Probably.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he's way ahead of me than this. I'm just wondering, like I Yeah, it's like, like, like I, I have a real co- co- store is made for, a real <laughs> product code. controller grips that it was given to me by the people that run the site. I've never even tried it to know if it works, so I not like, tried it. <laughs> I know if, if we buy were my own this shirt. better.
2: We all would have had shirts of ours that we are selling. To promote on Twitch, we would have been showing them off as like our own little models, but no, we didn't plan that far ahead. Excuse Mike's me. Mike's got one. You did it by accident. That wasn't planned. No, I want to be clear. You know what?
3: Dedication. Show the
0: Dedication. back. Show the back.
3: I. It's going to be blocked by the chair if I spin Stand around. Stand up and squat <laughs> if, and turn I, around. No, I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs>
1: Mike, just turn around. It and says blocked audio <laughs>
3: in blue, okay? Like that's. It's. They got to make tech. sure they use the right color same, blue. Same font.
2: <laughs> All right, we're already going off the rails. I know Andy's ready to go. So if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Make sure you follow, subscribe, keep up the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Uh, And as of right now, you can maybe find us on Twitch from time to time. So give my Twitch channel a follow and uh, we'll try to do this a little bit more often for you. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. Search Bryguy and Super Friends. Go to facebook.com slash Bryguy Super Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Try the email. I won't check at bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at BG Superfriends And on behalf of Andy, Ian, Mike, Josh, and myself, and everybody else that's ever been involved in the podcast, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Happy Suck it down,
0: simple nation. Yeah.